Hello, here I am again, talking to my phone for another episode. Welcome back to <clears throat> What's at the Bottom of Your Coffee with your host, Coley Pokey. That would be me. Today's episode is going to be a getting to know your host episode. <laughs> I asked for questions on my Instagram. I think I'm going to try and answer all of them. But first off, I'll just kind of say a little bit, a little bit about me. So... The whole name, I guess, Coley Pokey, that is my last name in Tongan because one of my relatives um, is pretty well known in Tonga and that's the name he goes by. So I thought it was kind of cool. There's a movie about him. It's called The Other Side of Heaven. If you, uh, you want to go watch that movie, it's a Disney movie. There's two movies about him, actually. He's kind of like a... Celebrity is the wrong word. He's just really well-known over there, really respected. Yeah. As far as the name of the podcast goes, what's at the bottom of your coffee? There was this thing that was going on. I can't handle my cats right now. They're meowing. They really want to come in. There was this thing that I was going through that I'm still going through right now, but that was when it was at its worst, really. I couldn't focus on my schoolwork. I couldn't concentrate. So I went to this coffee shop. To avoid being home, really, I went to this coffee shop and I just did as much of my homework as I could. I didn't think I could do it. I was there for nine hours and then I changed locations and went to a different coffee shop because that one closed. I spent like 11 hours doing homework that day, straight, no breaks. I realized, I guess, once I got to the bottom of my coffee that I had kind of overcome this thing that had been preventing me from being able to be productive at all. So let's just jump right into the questions, I guess. Somebody asked, what is one thing you would never change in yourself? Oh, that's a good one. Hmm. There are a lot of things I would never change in myself. I guess I should pick something that maybe could be negative that I would choose to never change about myself, that maybe somebody else would choose to change about themselves. Ooh, okay. I'm an overthinker. On the one side, I think it leads me to be a lot more anxious about things that have factors of uncertainty than other people would be. But on the other hand, that is the thing that has made me as observant as I am. I think I've reached a point where I know when I'm starting to derail and I can recenter and continue thinking in a clearer headspace. And it it's not like I have to try to think. I can't help it. Like, I'm always, I'm always thinking about something. I definitely, I think that is, like, my biggest, like, defining trait. I think a lot. Somebody asked, oh, no, I don't think I can answer this. What's something you wish you could erase from your memory forever? <laughs> so, when I was in kindergarten, I am never going to forget this shit. When I was in kindergarten, I was such a bad kid, guys. I don't know why, but I, you know, the, um, you know, in kindergarten when they have the cards, you got, you get like a yellow card, red card, green card, you know, if you're like a good kid, your card's always green. And if you're always getting into trouble, your card's red. And if your card's red, then you don't, you're not like eligible for the prize or that week or whatever it is that they got going on. You don't get to participate because you're not a good kid. My card was always red. I was always doing something 
I remember there was this one time at recess um, in the winter where we rolled up the biggest snowball. It was basically ice because we had been working on it for so many days. And that thing was, imagine like a third grader, like three kids stacked on top of each other's shoulders. That is how big this thing was. It was, it was huge. And um, there was this girl, she was pissing me off and she was standing in front of it. And so, you know what I did? I rolled it over (laughs) on top of her. Oh my gosh, it was literally like a movie. She like stuck to it and it rolled down the hill. Her nose was bleeding. I don't think she broke it though. (laughs) That is so awful. That's not what I wish I could forget. That was just a little bit of background on the fact that I was a bad kid, okay? My card was yellow and there was a big like event coming up. I don't remember what it was, but I remember that I really wanted to get one of the prizes. I was trying to be so good that week. My card was already yellow. I don't remember what I did. And I, this wasn't kindergarten. No, this is first grade. I had to go to the bathroom, okay? (laughs) And normally, when I had to go to the bathroom, they wouldn't let me go because I would go to the sixth grade hall. You know how like the halls were separated or maybe like they weren't even separated. Everything else was mixed in, but the sixth graders or the fifth graders would have their own hall. That was the fifth grade hall or like that was the sixth grade hall. Like you don't go over there, you know, that's where the sixth graders are and they're cool. So you don't want to look stupid. So why would you go over there? You know, well, me, I would go to the sixth grade hall and I would put my face on the glass to the classroom doors. It was really stupid. I wasn't allowed to go to the bathroom anymore. I knew that I just had to go to the bathroom in between, like in between subjects, you know, bathroom breaks time. (sighs) There was this kid who was in sixth grade who I had a crush on. I would always go try and go see him. I had issues, man, with boys in middle school, in in elementary school. I would, I would chase them at recess. It was called kiss tag. Oh my goodness. Anyway, anyway, I had to go to the bathroom this day and I really had to go. I was like, Mrs. Reed, that was her name. I was like, Mrs. Reed, I need to use the restroom. It was during reading time. We were all sitting on the carpet. You know, I was sitting on my red square. My square was red. And she said, you can wait until reading time is over and go before recess. I was like, dude, I don't think I can. I don't think I can do that. And she was like, don't talk back or whatever. She moved my card to yellow. I was like, dang, (sighs) fuck this teacher. I'm going to pee my pants. And you know what happened? I did, in fact, pee. I am not kidding. I peed the whole entire time. I was like, can these people smell this? I didn't smell it because I drank a lot of water as a kid. I was one of those kids who would, like, come in from recess and fill up a glass and be like, (laughs) you know. Oh, my God. Kids are so annoying. Anyway, uh, she wouldn't let me go, so... When it was time to go to recess, she told everyone they could go, and I sat there on my red square, and I put my head down in front of me on the floor, still sitting crisscross applesauce, the way you do. And she said, Kari, it's time to go to recess. I wonder what look I gave her, because I feel like I was trying to stab her with my eyes. I looked up at her with so much hate. I was like, this woman, I could kill this woman. We're alone. I'm a kid. Nobody would know it was me. 
she was like, you can use the restroom now. And I just remember saying, I can't get up. She came over to me, went behind me, and put her hands underneath my armpits, this bitch, and picked me up and immediately took in a, a waft. And she was like, and she said, oh, no. And I was like, you, fuck you, okay? She said, oh, no. Did you have an accident? She walked me to the office. She had to call my mom, bring me a change of pants. Worst day, worst day ever. Oh, man. Why did I tell that story? What was the question? Oh, yeah, I wish I could erase that moment from my memory. That was embarrassing. I have not been so embarrassed. I'm so glad none of my classmates knew about it, though. There was another time, though, that I peed my pants. My classmates knew about it, but it wasn't my fault. It was my teacher's fault again. Literally, somebody asked, what is the best thing you've done so far with your life, and what do you hope to do? Bro, what is with these deep questions, guys? Really, the best thing I've done so far with my life... I think in a general sense, the best thing I've done with my life so far is um, growing into my independence. I know a lot of people, when they first move out, it's like a, you know, it's like a, a steps until they're really fully independent. Up until they're married, usually, you know, they might stay on their family's car insurance plan or... Their parents will still pay for their car payment, things like that when they're not, you know, stuff like that. And I'm not like, no shade to people like that. That's, that's great if your family's able to provide that for you. But I think the best, my biggest achievement, the best thing I've done with my life so far has been to allow myself to be uncomfortable during the transition of living with my family and relying on my parents to fully relying on myself and living um, living without people who are providing things for me. There was a period of time where I was still kind of leaning on somebody who I was living with. And although I guess towards the end of that lease, I wasn't necessarily leaning on them anymore. There was still that mentality. And, um, I think now I am not living that way anymore. You know, I rely on me and that's all I need. I feel like I've learned a lot about being adult, an adult in the past, I would say six months, solid six months. I've learned a lot about being an adult, a lot more than I learned. Like if we break off a year from now, the first six months of those 12 months, I feel like I learned a lot about being away from family. But the last six months, I've really learned how to be comfortable turning to myself for things that I need emotionally, financially, um, in every capacity. And that's, that's in one sense, the best thing that I've done with my life. I don't know if this sounds conceited, but I think I have become somebody who people around me, who I am close to feel like they can turn to as well. That is all I ever want. Why do I feel like I'm going to cry? Maybe, you know, not all of them feel this way, but without saying like, Hey, turn to me if you need anything. Like I just try to make myself that person well i guess i guess it's not that i try to make myself that person i think it's more that i've become that person as i have grown more into my independence i guess people seeing that i can rely on myself makes me more reliable or maybe that's not it at all and if people ever don't feel like they can talk to me i try to work on that and take accountability for things i might be doing that are making other people feel uncomfortable. And I'm really proud of myself for getting here. 
you know, it honestly took a lot of like really blunt, non-explained, just abrupt ends. A conversation wouldn't even be productive. Like I had to just like separate and move on from so many things. And this whole entire transition that I've gone through has been the best thing I have ever done in my life. Somebody asked the biggest lesson I've learned from life. Guys, why? These questions are hard. (sighs) The biggest lesson I have learned from life. I don't know if I can put that in one... I don't think that's a short... That's not a short answer. The biggest lesson I have learned from life... I think I've learned a lot of really big lessons that are hard to compare to each other. But I will say the biggest lesson that I've learned that feels the most significant and um, relevant to my life right now. Uh, I want to find a really good way to say this. The biggest lesson I have learned has been how to give people their space. That applies to so many things. And it's hard. But how to give people their space in a way that allows you to see them more clearly. It's like trying to read a book, you know. If you're up too close, you obviously cannot read a thing. (laughs) Because the words are out of focus. Like your eyeballs just do not work like that. You gotta hold the book at a certain distance. And even if you hold it a little too close, maybe you'll still be able to read it. But you'll be straining your eyes. It's like that. I have sort of learned um, how to observe closely enough to know what distance I need to be holding myself at from people in order to maintain a clear view that's not skewed by my own assumptions or conclusions that I might jump to because I think I know them better than who they are showing me they are. And that applies to (laughs) everyone literally every single person at first I started learning that through um family relationships and then relationship relationships I realized that it also applied to people who were closest to me I was holding them way too close but I feel like I I do a pretty solid job now and I think there's so many it's almost philosophical there's so many like ways of living that can dramatically impact how you feel every day and the quality of the relationships in your life. And this is just one way that I'm able to do that. It's crazy to think about that and think like, as the years go on, this is just one skill that I'm like really working on perfecting. There will be other things that I learn along the way that I can also focus on and work on perfecting. And if this one thing that I've been working on is impacting my life so greatly, I wonder how much better my life is going to get. Like it kind of just shows me that there's so much potential for my life to be so great. So much greater than it is now. The quality of my life, I mean. It's a lesson I'm still learning. Especially um, separating my, my heart from my head. You know, when I can tell that I need... I need to hold somebody at a little bit farther of a distance to truly see them. You know, my heart doesn't want to do that sometimes. All right, next question. 
These are good. These are really, really good. Okay, this is a lighthearted one. Would you choose a safe and boring life over an adventurous but risky one? No, no, no. This could get deep really fast, actually. Should I let it? Uh, I'll dive into it a little bit. Would I choose a safe and boring life? No. To put it bluntly, trigger warning, I guess, I would rather die. Quite literally, I would not be able to do that. There was a time when I was living a safe and boring life, and I could not handle it. It was killing me. And I made a decision that completely changed the trajectory of my whole life. And I am now living an adventurous and risky one. And I love it. What's life if you're not living? You know, I think people like kind of look at me and have said to me, verbalized it, like I look like I'm having, you know, or like they wish that they, things look glamorous or however they're portrayed on my social media, that I look like I'm living this like glamorous life. When it's like the anxiety that comes with the risk involved in a lot of things that I do, it's bad, but it's worth it. Like I'm not, I'm not having a great old time all the time, you know, but I'm forcing myself constantly outside of my comfort zone and I'm growing because I know that I wouldn't want to do anything else. I would be miserable. Like, I did something a little crazy. I booked a trip somewhere. Traveling sounds so intimidating to some people, but it's really, really, really attainable, actually, if you just budget a little bit better. Don't eat out for a little while. You know, just uh, save yourself a hundred bucks that you would have spent on something one month and buy a plane ticket with that money. Well, you know, do that for a couple months and buy a plane ticket with that money. Buy a plane ticket overseas. And when you travel, you know, get groceries. You don't have to eat out. Maybe, you know, go on Yelp and find a really cool restaurant that, like, a lot of people recommend in the area and enjoy, like, some really good food. Like, really enjoy it when you go. But just, like, just cook for yourself in your little Airbnb. Go on some walks. Do some local shopping, you know? Enjoy these other places you're visiting. Or do touristy stuff, whatever you want. But this is how I save money. Yeah, when I was living a boring, a safe and boring life, I was not doing okay mentally. And although, like, I am having a lot of mental challenges right now, because of the way that I'm living, they are growing pains rather than depressive episodes. Does that make sense? I hope it does. Moving on. Somebody asked, do you love your future or past more? Well, I don't know what's going to happen in my future. Everybody should love their past and accept whatever the future might bring. I know that I didn't directly answer your question, but I, I would say, I would have to say, I love where I think my future is going. I don't love where my past has been, but I do love my past because I would not be here without it. I kind of touched on this a little bit in an Instagram post a little while ago. Not a little while ago. I don't know how long ago it was. But um, I have been so many different people who I'm not proud of. And I've done a lot of things that I really wish I could take back. But at the end of the day, I don't really wish I could take those things back because I learned from them. And I'm a different person now. You know, you kind of, you have to love your past because it got you where you are. 
But if you're looking for a more simple answer to that question that's not like so serious, then I would say I love my future more because I am doing so much better mentally. And it's like I said earlier, I can't imagine, I literally can't fathom how much greater my future can possibly be if I continue working on myself the way I am now. I can only imagine how amazing things are going to continue becoming. So that's my answer for that question. <sighs> Bro, someone asked, are you happy? I can't do any more of these serious questions. Let me look, find, a, find a not so serious question. Um, uh, I don't like these. <laughs> Sorry. No, I don't want to make anybody feel bad. I will answer all of them. Um, somebody asked, what is your life motto? My life motto is um, sit with it. Just sit with it. So many people convince themselves that they're so busy. They don't have time to think about things that they're going through. When really, they would have so much more mental clarity and would be better off if instead of running away from or trying to fill uh, try to busy themselves to distract from things that they that are pressing their mind they would be so much better off just sitting with it sitting with it write about it and then reflect everybody should do that everybody could benefit from journaling maybe that's my life motto because it's true um what the heck what uh these are some some good questions here. Uh, what's been something that 2023 has taught you so far? Well, it has only been two months, but 2023 has taught me how to be more restrained and respect my privacy and to put a peaceful distance between me and people in my life who I want to keep in my life that allows me to do that in a healthy and safe way. Do you have any school stories and or do you remember me at any capacity? Somebody asked. I do. I don't know if you want me to say your name. So I will just not. I think I'm going to stick to not saying people's names on the podcast. (coughs) Unless they're like going to come on the podcast or something. I don't know. I do remember you. Most of my memories, though, are of when I wasn't in school anymore, really. I feel like a lot of people think I forget them. I don't. My high school experience was not good. Like, I remember everyone. I feel like people forget. Like, the people who forget about you in high school are the people who had a lot of shit going on in a good way in high school. If I see somebody in public, I people hate me for this, probably. I hate when people do this to me, so I wouldn't be surprised. But I'm, I'm the person who, like, says something, you know? Unless I'm at work. If you come see me at work, I'm not going to talk to you. I'm, do not approach me at work, please. Actually, if you approach me at work, that's cool. But just know I'm not going to say something to you. Um, high school stories. I feel like I could talk about this for a long, long time. That needs to be its own entire podcast episode. My high school experience was really... My priority wasn't school, but I always got good grades. 
I was much more focused on my my brain. I went through this phase in high school um, where I was suddenly a lot more aware than I ever had been about myself, and that consumed me. I wasn't concerned really about what other people thought about me and such, but I was very aware of what I thought of me. And I was like, I hate this person. She needs to die in a hole. And uh, that was all of high school. Minecraft interior decoration tips. This is a perfect question to end off the episode. You guys don't know, which you don't because I don't talk about it. I have a Minecraft YouTube channel. It's called Coley Pokey's Craft with an E at the end, like craft. So there's forge mods and there's fabric mods. And there is a forge mod, or yeah, there's a fabric mod. Oh, fuck. Which one, which way is it? There's either a forge mod that allows you to use fabric mods with forge, or there's a fabric mod that allows you to use forge mods with fabric. I don't remember which way it is around, which other way it is. But there is a lot of custom item texture packs. It's called CIT packs. And I use those for everything. My biggest tip for Minecraft interior decoration to decorate it not like other Minecraft spaces you've seen. Like decorate like real life interior decoration inspo. Oh my gosh, mirrors in Minecraft? Is that a thing? <gasps> what? I've not thought about that. What if there's mirrors? You can see yourself. Oh my gosh. I need to probably play Minecraft right after I'm done with this. Anything that's on the floor or touching the floor, I like to be low, low to the floor. And anything that's on the walls or on the ceiling, I like to be very high. It creates this look. It creates this effect that makes the room look taller and it makes the room look bigger, especially when you put mirrors on the walls. I like to use a lot of wood. I used to like all the wood to match, but I think mismatched wood is nice. You just have to pick either light woods or dark woods. Um, oh my god, I've been laying here for an hour. Oh, this is gonna be a long episode. That's okay. I'm okay with that. Something that I have been learning this week and have been focused on, it's really easy to become codependent on people in your life or become accustomed to having certain people around constantly. So what I've been doing is thinking about the relationships I have in my life and thinking how I would handle it if they just stopped talking to me one day, cold turkey. And I'm making sure that I am in a position to support myself through whatever grief that would bring me. Would you be able to just rely on yourself? And if the answer is no, really, maybe pick something that you feel like you could do to work on that would help you feel like you're able to support yourself better. Um, if you don't have any ideas for that or don't know where you can start for that, the first thing I would recommend anybody do is to go do things that you have done before with people that you know you enjoy, but go do them alone. It kind of like builds this um, comfort in your own company, you know? All right. I am hot. I believe my AC is broken and I've been trying to fix it. I don't know what to do. I think I'm going to need to call somebody to come out. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode and I think I'll end off, I think I'll end off the episodes by saying something like, I don't know, what did you find 
at the bottom of your cup of coffee. Not like you actually drink a cup of coffee, but I hope you have a, hope you have a great day. I wonder how long this episode's going to be. Right now, I've been recording for an hour and 12 minutes. Hopefully, I can break this down to 30 minutes. Thank you so much for listening.